Marby run around. Marby black. Marby do. Yeah. <laughs> Marby is like the lucky charms man. Oh my God. He run away. Here come Mighty Quinn. He's like a kid that wants the cereal. <laughs> so bad. It was so bad. And every two seconds, they wanted to give you a song. I'm disrespectful to so my husband a... in a way that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Dude, we'll get to that. That cracked it's me up. It's like, why didn't you get our kid? It's fuck. eight at night. <laughs> I'm singing. <laughs> What's the oldest Denzel movie you remember? This. <laughs> Before this. I feel like I I was like a, a kid kid still, so I was late. And didn't really pick up on him till Mo Better Blues. Okay, that was. was I think I might. I don't know if I brought that up. Yeah, so I was kind of working backwards, uh, like through his catalog. Um, This, however, I think mine was uh, uh, what we talked about last episode: hard lessons. (laughs) (laughs) I had I kind of forgot about that one, and I think I I think I said uh, enough. Like just knowing that the whole movie's about a white man. <laughs> Eighty six. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, check out the Fences episode because this is a miniseries. Oh yeah. But yeah, uh, <laughs> Ren. Oh, um, I mean, the problem is I don't have a huge exposure to Denzel Washington. Uh, mm-hmm. So, well, you about to? Well, here's the thing. <clears throat> Fences is, is like the last one I can remember absolutely clearly. The other one was, I think, Training Day. Mm. Um, and 2001 so, or 2000. Yeah, I was just trying to find it, um, but I couldn't remember the exact name of the movie. But um, so if you can imagine like my context for Denzel Washington being Fences and then also Training Day, you <laughs> can imagine how difficult it was to watch this. The Mighty Quinn. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Well, you're welcome. Yeah, uh, sure. That's, that's what I was thinking. What's the opposite of a palate cleanser? Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. It's like it's like thick and it coats your tongue. It's hard to get rid of the taste. It's you're like, definitely uh, not going to forget about it. Did you like fences? Here is a mouthful of dirt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you said you know people that eat dirt, so... <laughs> It appeals to somebody. No, not 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 clay, but uh, that's probably just as thick. No, it's more like a topsoil. You know what I mean? It's like right. a little ashy. There's a lot of compost and bugs. It's not where a dog went, you know. Uh, you know, if you're lucky. I, I don't know. <laughs> Some people are into that, I guess. It's so bad that we were just talking about Robert Townsend having such a, like interesting career and yeah like maybe we're missing out on robert townsend and then he pops up like at a show you're watching is like all right oh shoot he's in mighty quinn all right yes a little robert townsend in on here and it's just like man this guy got out acted by everybody on yo gabba gabba and gala gala <laughs> island to, to boot yo yeah we Look, sure. so <laughs> switch robert townsend out for binya binya you got a better movie <laughs> okay put a pin in <laughs> <laughs> yeah, settle down, Tim. <laughs> go, go. I, uh, on that note, thank you for joining us today. If this is your first time with us, we're the secret group of brown kids. Who are the secret group of brown kids? Well, it's a secret, but 
you might be able to find us on a small Caribbean island putting curses on white tourists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Accurate. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm Tozilla, your host today. And on the panel, we have Tim, hey, who has so much money, he just hangs out in bars and bets people $10,000 if they would drink nasty drinks. Yeah, three zeros. He was a 10 with three zeros. And Ren, an avid uh, fan aficionado. You're just keeping an eye open, you know. (laughs) I guys are back. I watched Final Destination a couple times. There we go. (laughs) That was a horrible joke. I'm sorry. I like like the spin you put on it. Uh, There we go. Uh, See, you're just setting him up. I get it. (laughs) Look, friend indeed. Uh, and this week we are watching the mighty quinn from 1989 uh we're in the middle of our denzel miniseries we'd started off with fences something really heavy very powerful acting uh yeah thick subject matter so uh heard the word palate cleanser used earlier (laughs) so uh tiffany is a palate cleanser do the complete opposite (laughs) yeah and go for his one of his most goofy movies i don't know if it's the goofiest but i think it might be i th- i think it's a fair assumption it's either this or like two guns i, I don't want to say <laughs> it <laughs> i don't know it may not be one of his best but you know you got to take the crookeds with the straights <laughs> <laughs> i say that for everything now you got to take the crookeds with the straights <laughs> uh <laughs> What's it about? Because you might not have heard of it. It's kind of of a forgotten movie. Uh, um, hold the joke. I believe it's based on a book. <laughs> yeah, it's based on a book called Finding Bobby from like 71 or something. Mm-hmm. As far as I can tell, the writer of the book, the screenwriter, and the director are all white men. No. All good. <laughs> uh, I, I can't. I can't say for sure about the writer. I couldn't find any pictures. He's been dead a while. Hmm. But it's all good. Anyway, the movie moves about uh, one police officer, Xavier Quinn's childhood friend, Mobby, becomes associated with murder and a briefcase full of $10,000 bills. Uh, the mighty Quinn must clear his name or try to catch him, which could be even trickier. Sure. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. It, would it be as tricky as writing this into a screenplay? Because apparently that was really hard. Hey, 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 hang on. Just wait. I'm, we about to get there. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I got something Very for too soon. No, I got, I, I'm, I'm saving you. I'm saving it. Hold on. So this actually had a theatrical release, even though nobody outside the Caribbean remembers it. And I say that because yeah. this is like, it's a gem, a Caribbean gem. Yeah. <laughs> Look. Okay. So everything no, that uh, I'm well, I'm gonna get to it in a bit. Hold on. Currently streaming on YouTube and Tubi for free, but with ads. So you know, shout out Tubi. Yeah, preserving cinema and starring. Uh, well, directed by Carl Schenkel. I don't know. It's a Swiss dude, and I couldn't. I don't think I've seen any of his other movies. But shout out Carl and starring, of course, Denzel Washington. And this time we got Robert Townsend, Cheryl Lee Ralph of uh, Abbott Elementary Height, which. I also remember her from Moesha. She was like the yep. stepmom in Moesha, right? Mm-hmm. Was it the stepmom, or she she was she wasn't her actual mom, right? I think she was her stepmom. Yeah, it's been a long time since I watched that. But yeah, she's been acting forever, and like it's cool to see her finally kind of getting her flowers at Abbott Elementary because she's this been was in... moments where I, I swear I was like, oh, she's hot. That's weird. 
Like, it just it was just like that moment like Cause, oh because you, you you're used to her 30 years later mm-hmm. it was like a respectful like what a beautiful woman yeah. but then it was it's like, like grandma oh. you hot respectful oh okay all right yeah <laughs> you can't you're not supposed to be like damn aunt vib you're supposed to be like aunt vib you look nice today <laughs> <laughs> also starring james fox mimi rogers m emmett walsh who is a face i recognize but i can't tell you from where Maybe I'll huh. recognize him. Uh, Norman There's a Beaton. lot of people in here that I know from a ton of other stuff. So it's weird yeah. to see them in this just being like, I don't know. I'm in it. Speaking of that, uh, Esther Rall, uh, uh, Flow from Good Times. Yes. <laughs> damn, damn, damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so written by, we mentioned uh, Albert H.Z. Carr. I don't know who that is, but shout out him, I guess. Mm. And the screenplay is Hampton Fancher, who co-wrote the Blade Runner screenplay. Yeah, I noticed I... that. <laughs> Threw me off. Hey, it makes sense how... when you think about it. It's kind, you know, like the the detective kind of. Yeah, okay. Yeah, noir, 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 right? Noir, noir. Yeah. No, no, yeah. No, sure. No, okay. No, our okay. Caribbean no, feels like it feels like the opposite of noir. You're right. You're right. If there's it's a movie that was the antithesis of, of like, a detective that, They even make it a point in the movie to express how chill everything is. Too <laughs> chill. Like, like there's a, a dead white millionaire and nobody cares except for yeah. Denzel. <laughs> and the, the governor is also kind of like, I don't want no problems from these white people. So we just better go with it. And Denzel's like, no, I want the truth. Anyway, it was it was too chill to care. I I couldn't I couldn't be bothered to care. Everybody was so calm about everything. That that's part of the 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 yeah. Anyway, I couldn't find right. a budget. I'm too anxious. <laughs> I, oh my! This is going to be the episode when I'm the villain, and I'm I've already saw that coming, and I'm already like laughing at myself about it. So I'm going to keep negging y'all. I'm sorry. Oh. But I couldn't. I couldn't find a budget. It made a uh, four point five million in the U.S. and thirteen point two total. So that difference is almost entirely the Caribbean. I promise. Okay. Hey, fair <laughs> enough. And here's what I was holding on to: Rotten Tomatoes audience score forty seven, critic score eighty eight. How though? They were all Jamaican. <laughs> Like, where, the, who, where are these credits? Only, who only watched Chris, this movie? Uh, <laughs> were they just holding on to this? Like, we got one. We got one. And then, like, maybe it, maybe uh, Cool Runnings came out and they were like, oh, oh yeah. Thank look, you for mentioning that. Oh, my look, God. Look, this came out after Cool Runnings. But I'm, I'm going to get to it. Oh, that makes sense. I'm going to get to it. I'm going to break it down for you. Dougie Doug looking like Shakespeare in the park. <laughs> Speaking of Shakespeare in the park. When the mayor first came out, did he sound English? Oh, well, yeah. Because the accents you know, were all over the place. I can tell who is actually what. Okay. He mm-hmm. would actually be, I don't know. Well, I can't tell you if he's Jamaican or not because it's actually, it, they filmed it in Jamaica, but the story isn't set in Jamaica, which is probably on purpose. <laughs> so a lot of like, obviously Denzel, Robert Townsend aren't actually Jamaican. So like their accents kind of go in and out. But for him... I, I believe he's from the Caribbean 
and he's just mm-hmm. I don't want to say educated because that's fucked upper up. Crust. You know what I mean? Yeah, upper, upper, upper crust. So and because so so much of it was like you know like British colonies, especially mm-hmm. Jamaica, a lot of the upper crust folks that's why they sound more british that that's a that's a manicured thing you get a a, a couple of rums in him yeah it, it'll, sound, it'll change yeah like my mother has f- like four accents and i make fun of her for it because it drives me crazy like she's guyanese she has a guyanese accent but okay. it was british guyana so when she grew up she still had to take the queen's english so she also can do a british accent oh and she's been in america for 30 plus years mm-hmm. so <laughs> there's american in there and then we lived in the south for a while and she loves southern accents so all this shit just kind of flows in and out like she, when they uh, doing this she got a she got a lot of code switch credentials. I was gonna Look, say she hey, don't even be code switching. It just when she gets mad at you, which accent does she use? Oh, Guyanese, hundred okay. percent. All right, I, I figured. I just had to ask. It'd be really funny if just a British oh, yeah. woman came out yeah. and just like, oh shit, I'm in trouble. Tyrone. <laughs> <laughs> you can land a f- bloody jumbo jet. <laughs> No, uh, oh, okay. Uh, shout out to Coco Dick. <laughs> oh, you d- said what? <laughs> shout out to Coco Dick, the 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 guy in the the guy uh in the drunk tank the whole movie. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, played by uh Carl Bradshaw, who's like an iconic Jamaican actor, mm-hmm. but like in Jamaica. Yeah. Uh, like he was They're in like, uh, yeah. what's another iconic uh, Jamaican movie? Um, The Harder They Come. Which is actually in the Criterion Collection, if I'm not mistaken. That's where a lot of other folks might know him from. Uh, Interesting. So they actually slipped a lot of people in, and more people than I actually know, so I'm not going to go down the list. But uh, going back, usually anytime you see the camera linger on somebody, Mm. well, not usually, because they do it on the, like, the just extras, too. But a lot of folks are somebody. Um, Yeah, uh, real quick, shout-outs. I don't have any, but shout-out the usual... Uh, folks who are still with us quebec uh no. singapore left us i'm gonna stop mentioning singapore and i'm replacing with uk uh whoever that hey. is in london we love you thank shout you congratulations Thanks. and shout out tim because i'm just gonna assume everybody in the <laughs> u.s is tim's vpn <laughs> shout out all the tims out there the real ones <laughs> wherever you um, may be unless tim listens to way more episodes than we have yeah he's actually got a repeat no i i've missed i've missed i've missed a few episodes for sure so it's i'm not always getting counted okay so maybe maybe like the folks who are higher up they're like illinois i think you're a real person all right washington you said that's your buddy uh shout out washington and i think uh texas we still don't know how many of you there are but y'all shout out y'all and whoever the double rent is the, the other person are we still out there or, yeah. or they are still out there yeah one of these days other californian <laughs> uh but yeah so let's <laughs> let's get into it we're gonna spoil stuff i'm sorry i'm not sorry you know the deal uh <laughs> never sorry you can watch this for free yeah it's, uh if I'm you don't mind to like Tubi. so oh yeah look there's a lot of gems up here mm. uh this may or may not be one i was gonna them. ask them why did you have us watch this <laughs> There's a lot of good stuff on this I platform. Found, Watch I found like two the more uh, Denzel blind spots, like the old one, old obscure ones that <laughs> I don't I know if I got seen. more. 
I don't, ha- I don't know if I have more in me for. Uh... Look, y'all think this is bad. We go. Let's, you know what? No man on fire. We doing hard lessons oh next week. <laughs> While funny, is it still a good movie? Denzel's going to save the school. Define good. No. Well, hmm. Is it Mighty Quinn? <laughs> I like Mighty Quinn eons better. Really? Than hard lessons. That's a that's a messy sound. I'm, that's I'm nervous, <laughs> Tim. I don't like this. That, that sounds a, that's a that sounds a mess. No, I'm joking. We we got to do Man on Fire. We need to see Denzel kill people. Like we have oh to. Oh my the God! Wait, I just serious shotas. Oh yeah, that's another yeah. Carl Bradshaw is a shotas. Yep. I didn't I didn't understand that whole movie. Is that who? Which which Marley is that? That's Kamani Marley and Shotas, mm-hmm. right? It's and, like a fun movie, but yeah. when it finally came on streaming and there was like uh, subtitles, I was like, yes. <laughs> that was not made for here that was made for that for, was made for there yeah mm-hmm. i was like i uh, love it I, I love shadows uh also shout out dj khaled he was in Shada, skinny dj khaled. he likes being in movies he was hoping he'd be in another one <laughs> another one real concise how'd you feel about the movie <laughs> Tim, um, I've got nothing but incredibly nice things to say. So, if you want to get the more important things off your chest first, I, I, I'm a, I, I said earlier, I just feel like there's there's moments where it feels like the bones are there, but it also just feels so detached from itself. Each one of the subplots is just hanging out in a different part of the island. Like, I don't think I've seen a movie in a long time that's been like so like. I don't want to say unfinished feeling, but it's like, I do feel like they try to do too many things. They might as well just had John Cena and Jackie Chan do half of this movie. (laughs) Okay. So what we were talking about before with locals being in the movie, I was like, okay, now I get it. Now I can be like, all right, I don't even care about rating this as a movie. This sounds like, like a a project on a whole Island. Basically, you know, I'm not going to grade it in that regard. But yes, as a movie, how it was written, um, too many things, you know, <laughs> they, they could have picked any of the four things that they wanted to talk about it being a crime movie. It's a thriller. It's a comedy. It's kind of a family movie. Could have picked yeah. any one of those. Just There's one relationship aspect. Yeah. They should have just stuck to crime because it seemed like that was supposed to be the forefront. You know, the, the impetus of telling the story, he solves a mystery. And does he? No, but we'll we'll blame the screenwriter or screenplay, whatever you know. It's what's the opposite of Chekhov's gun? <laughs> Chekhov's, huh? Because you're Chekhov's waiting for uh... yeah, you're you're waiting for payoff the whole movie. So who did the murder? <laughs> I enjoyed this, and not I, I can't say not because I am of the Caribbean and I understand this is a Caribbean, uh... but I guess that does kind of play into it. Possible. Also, you know, I like everything, I guess. <laughs> 10 but, out of 10. Life-changing. 10 out of 10, life-changing. Uh, <laughs> but the the feel of the movie, which I understand is very... how it changed your life. <laughs> not off-putting, but it's confusing. Yeah. Yeah. It's on purpose in the sense that they wanted it to feel kind of easygoing and aloof. Because, like, that's like island lifestyle like yeah we have this serious case but also we're on a tropical island and we're chilling and and it goes further and i'm gonna get into it as we talk about the movie yeah yeah a lot of people were like i mean a white guy died and yeah i mean that too (laughs) i mean yeah there's that 
So they don't, they probably shouldn't really, you know, rich white dude who don't even live there, like for real. He just, yeah. he just owned a resort, whatever. But it's, it's not so much the white guy died. It's that they're blaming Mobby for it and everybody loves Mobby. Mm. So. Yeah, that is another thing too. It felt like it was difficult to tell exactly who they wanted to tell a story about. Well, it was about Quinn, but then it was about Mobby. That's and... probably because I, I mean, the the book was called Finding Mobby, and yes. I've never read the book, so I don't know if it's still centered on Quinn and mm. it's just named Finding Mobby or what. But in the in like the community in the movie, Mobby is all not really. He's almost a mythical figure, but everybody knows mm-hmm. him. You know, like everybody knows him, so he's not I shouldn't say mythical, but he's he's a local legend, even though he's yeah. he's, a, he's a you know, he's a pickpocket. Like it's just he's a criminal, he's, but everybody he's knows an he's Aladdin a criminal type character. And everyone still loves him. It's just like, oh that's Mobby. Just like they probably all love they yeah, he they probably all love Coco, but like they know Coco need to go sit in the jail for a couple of days every yeah. Every couple of weeks, just, and like just every, perpetually sweat because that yeah. guy was just covered. They, they didn't have a fan in, inside the police station, so it was just it was rough. Yeah, they trying to <laughs> they trying to sweat that alcohol out. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> the scene where he's trying they to have steal the forethought the to tie something to the cans. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah, because they knew they knew he was going to try to steal them. <laughs> This motherfucker like, over here doing some Tom and Jerry tactics. Cop's about to leave, and he's like, "Let me put my low jack on this beer," and he ties a ribbon on it. <laughs> okay, so there's there's that. It's like he's a drunk. He's going to try to steal this beer, so we we're going to tie it up. But when we come, and we're still going to give him a beer. Anyway. Well, it's like, hey man, you're going to be here a lot. You know, you you know, you're stuck in here till you can till we let you out. Answer this question right quick. <laughs> okay, that was a good answer. Here's a beer. Yeah. <laughs> like what? Uh, product, product placement for Red Stripe, though. <laughs> a little bit on point. On point. Like I get what you're saying, but it it's funny because certain things are so on brand to certain things that like you almost have to put it in. It's like, oh, we're in mm-hmm. Jamaica. Oh, you got to show a red stripe. Just if like, they had been drinking Coronas, people would have been I mean, like, this is probably mm, worse. No. <laughs> Just like in, in Fast and the Furious, what island you is gotta this? drink a Corona. Yeah. <laughs> Mobby could get into the family. It's not a product, but like it's almost like, oh, they're in Paris. You have to show the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> <laughs> Jamaica, you got to show a red stripe. Yeah. <laughs> At the risk of being weird, let's show a red stripe and not a coconut. I'm sorry. There's actually a na- a fake name of the island that was in the book, but they never said it in the movie. But it's I found it interesting that like anything Caribbean, you see all the fucking flags always. Like Oh, they, they had they, they had the panes of glass in the police station. That like, was, was it green, became, yellow, red? Yeah, they they would like dog whistle it all with like over the place. Like, I mean but they they never nothing officially ever said it was Jamaica and they took yeah. down all the flags, which nope. I guess that's true. They definitely wouldn't be there because I wanted it. That's I guess they wanted it to point. be you know vaguely Caribbean, so not vaguely. Just, yeah, you know vaguely. I mean, they gonna they could have said it on Saint Lucia and everybody would have called them Jamaican anyway. So they said, but wasn't I mean, wasn't <laughs> also wearing a pendant that had the flag colors too? Oh no, he I had mean, an Africa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. I, I kept I mean, trying to, I kept trying to like figure clothes. out where mine was uh the whole time he was like wearing that and I remembered his I actually hung it up recently to have access to it. 
It's I, like from my it's from when I was like real little. <laughs> oh snap. Oh he has oh, it. Wow. He has the actual <laughs> This yeah, is this actual is, Mighty Quinn merchandise. Like, this, is, this, this has got to be. This could be thirty years old. Damn. Look, see? I'm gonna die. You know what else was thirty years old? <laughs> this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that, that's just one of those. It, it's really common. Like mm-hmm. you know, you just have one. I don't know where my like Guyana flag came from, but I just had one. <laughs> uh, like it, it, it's. it's uh, but yeah, uh, let's get into the movie. <laughs> I do not expect us to be as all over the place as when we did uh, Memento, because what are you supposed to say? But this movie has that kind of, wait, hold up, back up again. I thought of, of that too while watching it. <laughs> I'm glad it moves really fast, but really slow at the same time. Right time and i think that's part of the magic like i know i'm I'm gonna keep saying it the whole movie because there's these these two contradicting things i swear like it keeps happening so i'm starting to think it's on purpose and like and it goes deeper than that i'm gonna get to it but i've never (laughs) been i've never been but one of my um i have some mixed friend and she went down to jamaica and she was like they were there for two days basically two and a half like they left during the day they they left before the evening, the last day. She said it felt like they were there a week. Yeah, <laughs> she was like, she was like, she was like, I was simultaneously relaxed and tired when we got home, but it felt like we were been gone forever. She's like, we didn't even. She's like, we had takeout food that didn't go out of date while we were gone. Look, like it was places like, time doesn't apply to, and it's really weird because I just learned of this when we went to Vegas and. Cherry was trying to explain to me, I was like, did you notice that like none of the clocks are right? And I was like, yeah, I did notice that to the point where, where we finally got an Uber and it was like our fourth or fifth Uber and the clock was right. And I was like, hey, that clock is actually right. She's like, that's so weird. And she was like, it's that thing where like casinos don't want you to know what time it is. So you oh. stay and you keep gambling. But like that kind of permeates the whole place where nobody knows what time it is and nobody cares because... It's not a real place, almost. So, like it's. <laughs> so wait, are you telling me that reality is largely based off of like public perception? Because if we all agree that something is a specific time, then it just is that specific time. I mean, that's how well, everything works. I mean, yeah. that's how that's how Indiana works. But in a microcosm, <laughs> in the microcosm that is a place like Jamaica or like I, Las Vegas. Nevada, I'm not going to say his name, but you know him. And I I can't tell if you're making a joke because we had a really big fight over this subject. (laughs) He tried to say time isn't real. And I was like, nigga, shut the fuck up. And we (laughs) got into this huge. (laughs) So I wasn't sure. You know him. So I can't. I can't. I'm not sure if you're making a reference to that fight. (laughs) Like, I think I blocked over that fight. (laughs) I feel like you mentioned that. I, I. have not had this conversation with you guys. Oh, okay, it okay, wasn't so, there before that. Sorry, okay. But I'm saying that, yes, it's real, but it's real because we all agreed to say it is real. And my argument in the argument with him was that's how everything works. Yeah. That's how money works. 
It's like, what do you mean you're accepting? But he was these- like, no, no. And here's the thing. I guarantee you he saw that article because I saw it getting spread around, but he didn't read it. And it was just like, scientists believe that time isn't real. And he's like, no, you don't understand. Time's not real. And I was like, you read the headline. Please read the thing. <laughs> I, I, I get what you're saying. It's relative, but everything is either relative and or something that we just all agreed on. And he's like, no, no, you just don't get it. Time isn't real. Okay. <laughs> we so, went back and forth for like three days. And then he blocked yeah. me. Jesus, uh, come on. Over something that little? Me, but oh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's always a week. He has to calm down. We, we block each other sometimes. It's cool. Hey, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> the, it's, um, you know, the block button is free. You got to do it every once in a while. You don't want, to think, <laughs> don't want them to take it away. Like. Anyway, I'm sorry. I just totally derailed this i'm i'm supposed to be keeping it on the rails uh, go ahead i'm sorry so i can i can do two things i can grade this as like uh, a community piece that jamaica all gathers behind and everything which is cool in and of itself they actually have something that everybody agrees on and watches and passes down which is cool or i can grade this like you would a movie okay like we would so- a christopher nolan movie or something and be like guys this is might be what we could have done better. This is what really I love this. Work. I love this. When we finish, I want to know which side wins. Does does logic win or does vibes win? Vi- vibes will always win. Vibes will always win because vibes will carry something on longer than its its cultural relevance will. Sometimes so Mighty Quinn is not relevant for anything. It's <laughs> a cultural touchstone. Then yes, uh, is that and called your money? Is that called vibes stallia? <laughs> it's vibes with the Z. <laughs> I'm sorry. That totally set this whole thing on fire. Uh, okay. <laughs> so the film starts out at a wedding. <laughs> the film starts out at a wedding, and the camera moves around the reception, and there's a, a reggae band playing. <laughs> Side note: w- This part too. <laughs> look, look. The first time I saw this movie, I was so mad because they. The, so the side note: the woman who had three super close-ups in, in the sequence while she was singing is... Oh, the screen Yeah. Is okay. Rita Marley. Okay. Bob Marley's wife. No shit. Mother to some amount of his massive amount of children. Uh, so that's why it kept having close-ups on her. But also, it, even now, even like once I realized who it was, it still irks the shit out of me because the camera was so close. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then it kept going back anyway. So camera goes around the reception and, you know, people are dancing and then you see, uh, some white shoes step into the frame and the camera pans up and it's our boy, young Denzel with the crisp white uniform. And he had his yeah. fancy, what do you call that? A constable hat? I don't know. Yeah. He, uh, he was in the, he was in the full fit. <laughs> it looks like he just got out of the military. Like... Right. Looking sharp and immediately a, a woman wedding. starts, starts. <laughs> A beautiful wedding, so the bridesmaid to the waiter. <laughs> I was trying to make it like talking the cadence of the song, and I, and I, I I'm not even going to don't sing. Fuck it up. Don't. There's too much singing in that whole last movie. It wasn't even a musical. There's so, and so a much lady singing. starts to flirt. <sighs> <laughs> really gonna do this to me, huh? Her flirting was so ill received. She she seemed like somebody's drunk aunt at a wedding. Definitely, she was definitely lit. <laughs> yeah, and he's trying to be all like, "Uh, yeah, I'm not really." She's just like, "Oh no, it's cool." 
Denzel's like, yeah, I'm married. She's like, I heard you ain't living at home, though, so what's up? <laughs> like, immediate thought. He don't live at home? Unfaithful. I'm going to do him. <laughs> She's like, now's my chance. That guy's not faithful to his wife. Sounds like a good hit for me. What? No, don't do that. <laughs> So she's laying it on super thick, and he just changes the subject. And he's like, hey, is this dude over here? Was he invited to the wedding? Oh, my God. Probably not. There's a really obviously skeevy-looking dude, like, making his way around. He's got, like, an open leather jacket or something and the little mini dreads. He's like a Street Fighter character. Exactly. He, He looks so much more intense as a bad guy than literally any of the bad guys of the movie. Look, I loved it. It was, it was cartoonish. It was straight it was a, cartoonish. He's like a mini boss from Final Fight. Like, what? calm down. So, yeah, like, yeah. we see this dude, uh, He the groom walks away from Dancing with the Bride, and, like, he yeah. goes somewhere, and then this skeevy-looking <laughs> dude, like, snatches him up and, like, drags him into the church and pulls a knife on him. Nobody else cares. <laughs> no one cares. The man Nobody. just disappeared. The groom is gone. He's pushing him through a crowd of people, too. Yeah, right. Nobody when even, he like... grabs him, he's still around people, but it's right. really fast. And yeah. then it cuts to them in the church. Um, he <laughs> he like, looks like the kind of character in an 80s movie that's going to like pickpocket you in an alley. It, like I said, it, it is comical it's... how... Yeah. <laughs> uh, Should have yeah, had so a shirt it's... on that said bad guy. Bad he, guy. He, yeah, he was actually the local gangster. And they're just like, hey, man, we want to put you in a movie. He's Look, like, that's how authentic he just, this he just, like, movie pulls is. out his switchblades like, I'm ready. I already got one, man. Exactly. This wasn't even in the movie. <laughs> it's, it's cool. I got it. I'm very professional. and with SAG. <laughs> Actually, he, t- he turned to the director and was like, but what's my character like, man? <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's my motivation? The director was like, I'm white. Be Jamaican. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's like, so I could just wing it. All right, man. Got you. Well, why are you pulling a knife on him? What you just told me. <laughs> you said be the bad man. You just told the me. The bad man now. <laughs> when a bad man come. <laughs> you don't want for Rude Boy being your movie door to cast the Rude Boy. Yes, sir. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, now we're inside the church, and the skeevy dude is holding up the groom with a knife. Bold choice at his wedding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is certainly a choice. Denzel pops up behind him and hits him with some smooth moves. The capoeira. Yeah, thank Look, you. Yeah, they, they do like it three times in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> This is time number one. Boom. Eddie Gordo. Uh <laughs> capoeira. <laughs> He's oh, going to do a spinning round ass whooping. <laughs> oh my god! And like he he like disarms him and he gets the knife and like turns out uh Mr. Badman was upset that the bride is pregnant with this baby and how dare she marry some other dude? You're telling me the groom's wife was a whore? whore. Oh. <laughs> Why is nobody closing the goddamn church doors? <laughs> <laughs> it's clicking now. It's all coming back. Oh, man. Gotta get a hold of you that. You could probably sing this whole song, can't you, Ren? Mm, I might know <laughs> of I won't, it. I won't, I won't put you on the spot. It's okay. This is because I'm the lightest person here, isn't it? No, I'm just jealous <laughs> I can't sing the whole song. I That's tried, fine. and I couldn't remember <laughs> I know the first half pretty pretty easy. I used to uh, drive a no. Oh, okay, that's a long weird story. We're not going to go into that. Uh, but uh, 
It's not a good story. We're so far off the beat the beaten path right now. It's okay. 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 I can I can recount at least forty five seconds of lyrics. I'm not gonna do it though. It's okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I won't ask that of you. Wink, I was wink. gonna say it's too much for a oh. listener. <laughs> I'm being conscientious so, of so De- but Denzel oh. hits him with the only the strong kick. Yeah. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like he he tells him what the issue is and Denzel like uh she she's allowed to marry who she pleases and he's like you know what you're right you're right <laughs> <Damn. laughs> he's like you're right chief and he goes off people respect the chief of police here. yeah dude's name was Mr. Bim by the way I'm gonna kill this guy to death hey he's like, don't do that don't do it <laughs> you know what okay like compared right. to like the groom the fact that she hooked up with Mr. Bim and then like Mr. Bim is not a looker, but the groom was, I understand. <laughs> but anyway, uh, <laughs> they're not casting so, for that role anymore, man. Yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> so Mr. Bim goes to go away. And the lady that was flirting with him, her name's Jax, by the way, mm-hmm. she, uh, she's in the door to church and she starts to flirt some more. And like, then we get the shot of like Denzel closing the church. <laughs> Closing the goddamn church doors uh, and like grinning into the camera. And it's just like that whole piece was just like, he's the dude, right? Like, he, yeah, he's good looking. He dresses sharp. He knows Kung Fu. Not Kung Fu. He knows Kung Fu. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he, he can talk down bad guys from murder. And he gets the ladies like he's look, he's that dude. Yeah, he fucks. <laughs> <laughs> Which is <laughs> for real. <laughs> Which is a very 80s thing to start oh, yeah. the movie off by establishing <laughs> this is that motherfucker. Did <laughs> any po- at any point did he just like put on some some sunglasses? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. He's he's established all you you know all you need to know. Yeah, he had Raymans that he kept putting on <laughs> and grinning. Yeah, like <laughs> you take him you take him off just to put him back on and grin in the same scene. Be like. Oh man! He, he's like, I don't think I can pull off the accent, but I can do the grin. So anyway, so the scene cuts to a hotel room, and a dead hand emerges in a hot tub full of blood. Oh yeah, man! Yeah, so uh, Denzel goes back to his jeep and gets the call that there's been a homicide. On the way to the homicide, Denzel almost gets ran off a mountain road by Robert Townsend, who oh my God. plays Mobby, his uh, childhood best friend, right? And in the commotion, uh, Louis Vuitton's suitcase <laughs> gets thrown out of Mobby's motorcycle, and Denzel notices it, but he ignores it, and he lets Mobby go because you know he's trying to get over to this homicide. Yeah, the the whole time though, there's that mm-hmm. weird tension between them. Yeah, and you can't tell what it is. Like you don't know that they're like childhood friends. Yeah, but like you don't know. Denzel yet. Yeah. is handing the case to Mobby, and they're both holding <laughs> on to it. Is like. Are we having a moment? Like, <laughs> what's going on? So, Mobby, yeah. what I'm going to find if I open this case. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nothing. It's, it's nothing. What you got, man? And he says, nothing, just ladies' clothes. And, like, he bites his lip. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, we can just go ahead and say it now. Like, there's like they're best friends, but, like, part of it is Mobby... Like Denzel literally says at some point that he never, it's like he never grew up and everybody loves him though. He's, he's the scamp. Yeah. And then Denzel, he's literally chief of police. He's the top cop on the Island. So like 
they're he <laughs> they're they're foils. They're best friends, but like everybody loves Mobby, but he ain't shit. Like he's literally like a pickpocket. Uh <laughs> <laughs> and here's Denzel, who the the cop, but like part of him, like he still loves Mobby, they're best friends, but part of him is also a little envious, like everybody loves you man (laughs) you can't do no wrong (laughs) and like that's like the undercurrent in the movie yeah but yeah so at the resort or that's where the he was denzel was going uh the body's identified as a mil as the millionaire owner donald pater but denzel struggles to get answers because this british dude mr elgin uh is trying to keep him from snooping around and eventually denzel leaves and mr elgin or goes to leave and mr elgin tells him uh that he needs to go find Mobby because he thinks that Mobby did it. Yeah, there's there's something that's supposed to connect Mobby specifically to the Pater death. But the other oh, the other thing um, back when they found the hand floating in the jacuzzi, there's there a single shot of a snake leaving kind of out the same doors as women were like approaching in and discovering. Oh, I forgot that you saw that real quick. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it just kinda, real quick. It the drops little snake, out. Little snake yeah. name check off. <laughs> it, it drops out of my head because like okay a snake but then uh-huh. it's like a snake. Oh, a hot tub full of blood in a in the hand yeah. and then yeah, yeah. Oh. i was worried that it was going to continue like amping up from there i was like oh no a snake oh no a body it did and a it little bit because like, you learned that the did. head was cut off but then, but then I thought like it's gonna be like later. they're gonna open a closet. It's gonna be like yeah. a pile of money, and then just it's just gonna be like, whoa, this is this is thriller territory. What's yeah. going on? Who did any of this? No, that would be them investing too much in it being a thriller. Yeah, <laughs> look. So one thing that did kind of bug me was the fact that they yes they talked about the body being chopped up later, which sounds way more extreme. Yeah. Than just trying to divert attention from somebody you care about possibly doing something that could get them in trouble, but just the fact that they conveniently skipped over every single other time they could have mentioned that the body was in pieces felt like they dropped the ball. on that. They, they did it one good time. He, he's just like, I want to get an autopsy done on yes. the body. And the British guy's like the heads cut off. Oh, okay. I missed yeah. that part. Was it and, just, but it, head but, it, but it was only that one time. It yeah. doesn't, it isn't that everyone that knows the guy's dead doesn't bring that up. Yeah. You think they would like, Oh, what a, what a terrible thing that happened. A guy was dismembered. It's never that. It's like, oh, the white guy died. I mean, they um, could have at least put, you know, I don't know, like just a panned out shot. They showed the head. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And really tight. I, I assumed he was just slit. I didn't think it was a whole chop. Button. Yeah. Chop is <laughs> usually different than like, I don't know. I don't know. A bite with a machete. And just going back to everybody's blase attitude about it. Yeah. The, the, the governor. Not Denzo. The governor does. <laughs> Kind of go, who, you know, why, why are you so worried about this? We're trying to get like ourselves distanced from all this killing white people. You know, like back in the day when a bunch of white people were murdered. Remember yeah. that? <laughs> it was like, we want people to forget about that. that. 13 white tourists on the island. Yeah. So when? We'd like people to forget <laughs> about that. So one of the shortcomings, he, now I'm going to grade it as a mo- uh, movie and not just like a cultural touchdown. Go for it. Like one of the things is that they also felt to like, it feels really enforced certain ideas because they mentioned like the, the money we're talking about is what we learn at the very, very end is an entire case of bills, but each bill is $10,000 itself. It's a bunch of $10,000 bills. I thought they had one $10,000 bill. Yeah, they were talking he about was just flashing around or something. Well, it's because they, you, you don't know what happened until like the end. 
So because I had to I had to freeze frame it just to see when he dropped the bag to see what the bills looked like, because I wasn't sure the show at the end. And it was a it's a briefcase of bills. So I can tell if it was one ten thousand dollar bill, a bill that amount like it amounted ten thousand dollars worth of bills in like ones or some shit. I don't know. It's a whole briefcase. But like I, I didn't understand that fully until the very, very end. They really fleshed out the whole thriller part, but poorly. Yeah. Like that could have been the thriller part. Like they really had like a all the reasonings behind why this was happening. But again, not really. Yeah. Uh. So next we see uh, Mobby at the bar and the police. Oh my god. Sands Denzel because he went to see the governor. Uh, show up to arrest him. And this, oh yeah. This fucking scene. <laughs> so what does Mobby do? Instead of just running. He tries to escape through the metal roof, but then he gets onto the roof, swings back into the bar through some shutters, you know, for dramatic effect. And then he starts kicking a support beam and brings the whole structure down. He just pulled a scene out of the Marine. (laughs) Maybe the Marine pulled a scene from the... Ooh. (laughs) Mm. Cena, I see you. Uh, (laughs) Can you, though? mm. (laughs) <laughs> he escapes through the water and it, but like you know before he like gets away gets away he stops to turn back like got him he but, does he, he but, does <laughs> he might as well have looked into the camera <laughs> but like before all this happens he's he's daring a dude to drink much oh. like memento <laughs> Ro- yeah 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 <laughs> What is it? Just roaches, roaches? and beer. Yeah, roaches. They, yeah, they're putting the roaches in the beer. Uh, that seemed like a. I don't know. I'm not even a weed person. That seemed like a real waste yeah. of some of those like joints. Both of those things. That were like sizable. <laughs> they were. Like they, a, they didn't look like. They looked like supposed to be weed. They did not look like cigarettes. I'm like y'all wasting. Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't a, a straight up dare. He was saying, you know, if you do this, I'll give you a ten thousand dollar bill. Yeah, and like that's, that's the first time we. That's still a dare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> challenge he's like i was gonna do that anyways um, this is an old-time jamaican tradition of drinking roaches and beer it really makes the red stripe pop anyway. Dude. <laughs> oh no uh, it's actually the fine print on the bottle it's called a mobby <laughs> <laughs> uh, bartender one mobby please oh you know what? this guy passes the vibe check uh, so Denzel catches uh, the governor before he's about to go home, but the governor scolds him for doing the fucking most, which is his job. <laughs> uh, his job. <laughs> and he's like, just let Mr. Wait, Elgin wait, handle come it. Come on. <laughs> but, so the governor's a piece of shit too, right? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I do understand what you're talking about, about like colonialism and stuff, but I will say that it felt like there were times when his accent did vacillate between like English when he first came out instead of the first line mm-hmm. and then something else I couldn't actually recognize, but I don't, I don't know anything about the actor. It, so I couldn't tell if that was me or the movie again. It's not, I'm not going to say it's you. I'm not going to say it's the movie. That's just how it, it it's weird. Cause mm-hmm. like, there's like, it's like a spectrum where it'll go from like Creole to like yeah. proper British Real and then Southern bounce somewhere British, in the middle. Jamaican. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's in there, but and then it probably happens like in real life it happens with who they're around. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. But in the scene, I'm not sure how that works. But yeah, it's yeah. It, it's more so I was just on guard watching it because uh with Denzel, 
it felt like he was really trying to sell it hard in some so, scenes and other scenes you just fall oh, off. Yeah. So he, he, I remember being like, man, Denzel's accent is rough. And then Robert Townsend came in and I was like, Denzel's accent ain't so bad. Because <laughs> Robert Townsend's was, you can uh. tell he was in the mirror practicing his lines in the right accent as opposed to learning the accent and then learning his lines, which mm-hmm. I think Denzel, that was probably Denzel's method. Mm-hmm. Like Robert Townsend might have found a Jamaican and was like, hey, say, say this line. Me. And then he tried to Studying repeat. directly. Yeah. 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 Instead of figuring out how <laughs> certain letters sound differently. Whereas the they came off, they their, off. Their, their scenes came off like a Jamaican Bill and Ted. It was weird. <laughs> Jamaican Bill and Ted. That's funny. But yeah, that's the opposite of uh, Cheryl Lee Ralph and uh, Estelle, who are, I think, actually jamaican so mm-hmm. they've just been in america a long time so like there's a i was gonna say the only effort. the only people that i feel like i had actual problems with the accents were men yeah i don't think Gen- i noticed yeah. that in any other genuinely women. yeah i can't even think of like stuff i've seen art evans in where he he didn't seem he he didn't even do an accent he's he, he just was, did him yeah and he, he, and he, he, he stayed with it <laughs> He, he's the he's, only, he sounded a little uh, bit more no, I mean, like the only um, thing that I like laid really back remember than normal. Because I know he's but, just some guy who just pops up in everything mm-hmm. for a long time. Is he was the dad in CB4? Yes, <laughs> that's where I remember. Him from. I think he was in a Die Hard. Yeah, uh, Die Hard Two. Okay, that's right. that's right, Die Hard Two. But he just straight up like, why ain't you going after Mobby? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, he's not going. He's not participating in this nonsense. <laughs> So look, y'all hired me too late. Whatever, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just a sidekick. Nah, <laughs> I, y'all not even clear that it's in Jamaica. I'm gonna just talk. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> look, to be fair, the island is supposed to be a, a territory of the U.S., okay. so it's like Virgin mm-hmm. Islands. And if okay. I know to everybody outside of the Caribbean, everybody sounds Jamaican, but I can that tell you the, the American Virgin Islands. Those folks still have accents, but they do sound a less, they're less thick. Does that make sense? Okay, so uh, Denzel goes back to work and hears about Mobby possibly having a $10,000 bill. Uh, Then he remembers he was supposed to pick up his son at five and it's nighttime. Uh, Dude, and now it's a family movie. And it's not just a family movie. It's a family movie where he's too busy to pick up his own yeah. kid in the pitch dark of night <laughs> yeah and like, mr come bim on. just be out there walking he, and, around and, and just nah. insult to injury his son is playing a tiny kettle drum uh so he picks his son up and brings him home to his wife uh they're separate like i said they're separated as we learned earlier right who was having a singing rehearsal at the house and we got to see cheryl lee ralph sing a bit I know you love that, Ralph. Uh, I was about to call you Ralph. <laughs> Shirley Wren. This this was tedious to me because she was upset that he didn't pick her up on time, but she's just at the house singing. Yeah, she for three so, hours. Her logic was: yeah. you needed to spend time with your son. Um. Yeah that that whole that whole thing cracked me up because this is the like one of the only times they'll mention his kid ever. But like it, now it's a family movie though, and he's the worst dad. 
He's the worst dad, and she's not a great mom. Like this kid moved out two weeks ago. They don't know. Yeah, <laughs> start calling himself Mobby Junior because he's just on the wind all the time. Is, is this is that how you want a Mobby? That's how you get a Mobby. <laughs> that's how you. That's how you make a Mobby. <laughs> <laughs> Zero adult supervision. <laughs> <laughs> that's how Quinn ultimately pays tribute to his his uh. friend. Is that you know he <laughs> inadvertently mean another one of them? All right. <laughs> oh, hilarious. Uh, so. After he drops, you know, drops the son off, he's still there. Uh, Shirley Ralph is like, let me talk to you for a minute. And, like, they go in the next room. And <laughs> oh, I shoot. thought it was a good acting moment. They they played, like, that couple that's just over each other really well. Like, it was. It was I could see that. Like, it sure. wasn't. It wasn't fences. It wasn't, you know, <laughs> I've been standing in the same place for 18 years. And I've been standing right next to you. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't that. We're but not talking about they, football, they Quinn. Had, they had good chemistry or lack thereof. I don't have a pot to piss in or window, <laughs> window to, throw to throw it out, it out of. <laughs> Jesus. Like, go pee in the bush. Why are you pissing my nice pot? <laughs> uh, but after they fight. We learned that Shirley Ralph definitely doesn't think that Mobby did it with the little bit of information that uh, Quinn gave her, right? Barely. Yeah. <laughs> and then later that night, we see Denzel go to the airport anyway with a doctor and his sidekick, Lieutenant. I uh, shouldn't really call him a sidekick. He was only in like three scenes to go autopsy the body anyway. <laughs> was... I, li- I like that line where he's like, we can get in trouble for this? Or no, he's like, he's like it's, are, we, are we supposed to be doing this? Like you, we're whispering, you know. <laughs> it's just like that. Oh, okay. No, he says. Uh, I will say that based on that argument that they had before is like, who could be the most neglectful parent? It's like, why didn't you pick him up so I could ignore him? It's like, <laughs> God damn. I can't really be on anyone's side right now. This is really hard to watch. I'm, pract- I, I'm practicing the I embarrassing song for later in the movie. Ren it was so hard. He's such a great father. You know Ren is a great dad because whenever we get these moments <laughs> of shitty parents, Ren's like, God fucking damn. <laughs> what? Pay attention to your kids. God damn it, Denzel. <laughs> he's, he's literally made his own side hustle playing the, the drum, the steel drum. And he makes his own money. He buys his own clothes. He's getting off this island. <laughs> he co-wrote the Mighty Quinn song. <laughs> it's so funny because they, they spent so much time on that song. They're like, hey, viewers, guess what? You're going to hear it again. I bet you can't wait. It's like, shit. So fun fact, Bob Dylan wrote that song. Uh-oh. And I don't know how fun this is going to be. When they changed the name from the... Uh, from finding Mobby to the Mighty Quinn, they oh, they took God. the Bob Dylan song and they changed the uh, the verse to talking about Mobby and making fun of uh, Quinn. Quinn, but they kept the hook. That's why. Anyway, I'm, I'm gonna get oh, back to that. God. Put a pin in that. Uh, <laughs> Another white man. <laughs> uh, Those verses make a lot more sense now. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Can, wait, you, wait, can, you, can you imagine his, his twangs? <laughs> I'm going to get back to the song, though. Uh, In the Mighty Queen. Sorry. So the next morning, we find, or Mobby finds Denzel going for a morning swim, a morning swim, and he asks them if uh, they can have a talk. But I don't 
think we see, we don't see the talk, right? I don't even know if they have the talk. We just see Mobby <sighs> call out to him and say, we need to talk. And then it cuts to the next scene. But then uh, we see the governor fussing at Denzel because he found out that he went to the airport anyway. And with him, there's an American white man named Fred Miller who represents uh, or is supposed to represent Donald Pater's company's interests, right? Company interests. They never actually specify. They didn't say exactly what he did. He, they were just real vague with it. And from there, Fred Miller shadows Denzel as he checks out Ubu Pearl's house, played by, uh, what's her name, Estelle Roll? Uh, Roll? Florida from uh, Good Times. Yes. Uh, she plays, <laughs> I'm sorry, they describe her as a local witch. Yeah. In Caribbean terms, she's the Obia lady, like the like the voodoo lady. And she's also the aunt of Mobby's girlfriend, Isola. So, like, that's why they went there. Yeah. And oh my God. after that, obviously she wasn't very receptive to him. And there, there's a little funny scene with like her fucking with Denzel. Cause he's like, you know, he's Mr. Cop and it's like, Hey, what, what happens if I look in here? The same shit he did with Mobby earlier, except he didn't actually open the bag early, but this time he opens the box he's talking about. And she's like, go ahead. <laughs> we'll see what you might find. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> right <laughs> it's so funny because that was her whole that was her energy the whole movie whole movie <laughs> and then, then the, the yeah no, no we'll, we'll get that later <laughs> she, he opens the box and finds like like some voodoo shit and then snakes <laughs> and she uh, she was waiting basket. for it yeah in a yeah. basket and like he shuts the shit <laughs> she starts laughing like that's <laughs> what she knows he ass gets and i get the fuck out of my house dude uh yeah he he walks in and uh <laughs> Pretty brazenly too. This yeah. can only operate on an island that doesn't give a shit about warrants. Uh, <laughs> so he just fucking like walks in. I mean, what audits are going to be like? I'm sorry, you walked into this woman's house. <laughs> like they literally say that like the 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 law on the island is like you have a the warrant governor, or nothing. Yeah. Denzel and that British dude. <sighs> he just kind of strolls on through like up her porch. She's in a wheelchair and like head binding, and she's like not helping him at all. Uh, and he's all asking her questions. He walks to the back of her house and finds a baby in a basket. <laughs> and he's just like, Oh, cute. A baby. No questions. It's like, okay. I so think why'd he you come already here? knew about the baby. Mm-hmm. And was just like, Hey, what's up little man? <laughs> At the same time, it seems like a pretty, uh, sudden invasion of privacy. Just have a cop come in, say hi to your, uh, you know, your baby nephew. And just <laughs> discover some snakes that you happen to keep around your baby nephew. Right. Cause well, yeah. Poisonous snakes seem like a great thing to have around an elephant. Oh, like, you they're know, gra- they're um, great to the baby. They're good. Yeah. The baby. We love it. Yeah. Babies need to teeth. So do snakes. Uh, <laughs> it's perfect. But sometimes they teeth on me. It's why I don't walk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so after that, they head over to the resort and like Denzel or back head back to the resort. And he remember he's not supposed to be over there. Uh, it's back to the resort and Denzel's like snooping around some more. And Mr. Elgin's wife who I haven't talked about, but she's the one who like kind of gave him a little bit of vague info in the beginning. Uh, first time he was at the resort and was basically saying like the important thing that he casually dropped was uh, Donald Pater, the dead dude. He had a thing for like local girls. Anyway, but now doesn't make this movie any easier to uh, to nah. digest. Uh, so now she's like, she tells him that she caught Mobby trying to rob him a while back, and 
like he was he was trying to he was like checking out like a dagger because there's that some weapons up on the wall on display and he there was a dagger he really liked so she was like well you can have it and then she implied that like he let her have his dagger <laughs> she's wild <laughs> so i guess she got a thing for the, the, the magi right <laughs> i got you a dagger oh. but i my dagger to you <laughs> God damn. <laughs> 10 out of 10 life changing joke. Uh, also, she defended her husband by saying he didn't have it in him to murder anyone. And after that, Denzel finds evidence of someone was snooping around the resort. And, like, was he like, he like flipped up a mattress or something and someone had pulled the stuffing out? Something goofy. Uh, yeah, but on his way back, he arrests a suspicious Hispanic guy uh, on the road who had a gun with the oh, silencer. Yeah. And I think he he knew that he had been asking around about Mobby too, right? And his name was uh, Jose Patina. Yeah, and what's funny is that like he just kind of he, he's being followed by Jose, yeah. and he just kind of turns around a blind corner under a plant. Well, that's and right. He's coming around the corner, he has to stop right behind the truck, and then Quinn comes out with a gun and he's getting out of the car. It's like that is the most underwhelming. Capture I've ever that's, seen. That's why I didn't remember what happened. It was like in my brain, he was at the resort. It like, should have been more messing with the the stuffing in the mattress, and then he was like next to Jose's car, like you're arrested. <laughs> it, yeah, it was yeah. really fast and underwhelming. But I'm with you. Yeah. Uh. So next up we uh we get another Charlie ralph scene that started like it was really it was really cute to me like they started it started with a uh, denzel flirting with her and like mm. she was like playing playing along and of course it devolved into fighting <laughs> you know they're separated uh married couple like she's mad at him basically because she has to take her good yeah, like he's mad that he, she or how yeah, focused yeah, he is on work. Like, <laughs> I want to do it. You do it. You know the typical cop shit, right? Like, yeah. he's married to the job, and she's like a cab. Yeah, and <laughs> <Every time. laughs> why can't you be more like Mobby? Yeah, which is literally something she says. <laughs> li- like the 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 song, the Mighty Quinn song. The words they change around is essentially her saying, "Why can't you be like Mobby? Mobby's so awesome." Yeah, which, yeah, which makes more sense now that it, they shoehorn <laughs> stuff into like a Bob Dylan song because the way that they were tracking these two ideas, you know what I mean? That they ended up kind of switching later, uh, felt look, super disorienting. Look, you're starting to get it though. You see, I want to. You're starting. You're starting to figure it out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, Denzel v- visits the doctor who did the autopsy. I don't remember uh-huh. the actor's name, but that's the granddad from Gremlins. Yes. Funny. Who, uh, and he tells him that Pater died from poison. Well, they keep saying poison. Technically, it's venom. But so yeah. died from poison, and his head was cut off after the body was already dead. Also, pause. This scene, is that how, like, autopsies and science work? That he just has the whole science kit out with the beakers and the bubbling liquid and. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm not um, uh, a doctor, so I can't say for sure that they don't have that shit, especially back in 1989. But that <laughs> shit was hilarious. The scene started with him looking into the, yeah, <laughs> the, the Bunsen burner and all that stuff. <laughs> I mean, uh, they didn't even show the whole body, too. 
So he goes from the doctor immediately to the governor to tell him that, look, the body was poisoned. Like, I mean, the head was chopped off after the fact. Like, isn't that important? And governor, who's a piece of shit uh, and spineless, who honestly I thought might have been in on it, but he's just spineless. Yeah. <laughs> he, he downplays it and he tells him, uh, just just get Mobby and let the jury deal with him. It's not that serious. <laughs> Denzel this irks the shit out of him because he's also trying to like clear his friend's name along the way, you know? So he says, uh, uh, look, don't spread this thing out too far, Xavier, or else you won't have anything left. And Denzel's like, you mean like my job? And he's like, I mean like your ass. <laughs> <laughs> the mayor is so uh, threatening and like confrontational in a way that doesn't need to be explored that you think he has to be in on something. You know what I mean? No, it, it makes it feel like he's part of the cover up in some yeah. way, shape or form. <laughs> like I get, they want to sell him as a sleazy politician, but they, once again, another area they just didn't really explore or double down on that could have pushed the movie more into being crime was implicating higher ups in like, you know, places of power, which would have held, everything together nicely as well they probably didn't want to touch on that because that's the case with a lot of caribbean nations and townships and whatnot is corrupt government uh it's a whole thing man just just small localities i'm missing so much context (laughs) not big enough to warrant being uh too stringent about what's going on it's it's a little too on the nose to put out in a movie that everybody's supposed to want to watch. Maybe. Later on, we get a scene with Fred Miller and Jose Patino, who got out of jail oh, yeah. uh, with the phone call, I guess. Yeah, it's that easy. <laughs> uh, and we learn that they're not just in league with each other, but also, like, Washington is involved. Hmm. Not Denzel. The, like, DC yeah. is involved in the conspiracy. And then Fred kills Jose. Yep. Pretty unceremoniously, too. Really awkward. Because Jose yeah. just got out of the shower and is wearing nothing but a towel. Also, throughout the movie, they describe him as the fat American. <laughs> no, not trying to body shame, but he definitely seemed like... No, they just... Like he shouldn't have been Well, that, they call him... Fight. Don't they call him that? Oh, yeah. yeah. In the movie? The whole, throughout the whole movie, they... Yeah. Uh, at least all the all of the, the local folk refer, refer to him as the fat American. <laughs> Like, where'd you see that guy? Oh, I saw the fat American go that way. Like, it was just very. (laughs) Yeah. In the beginning, he's just kind of like a, not like a, like kind of parasitic relationship to Quinn. He's just kind of always on his back and observing everything and taking stuff in until Jose pops back out. Uh, So uh, next Denzel finds out from Avi's girl quite dramatically. (laughs) uh that he's been hiding out at him and denzel's old childhood home and he goes there and he finds a suitcase but it's empty but right before he leaves he notices Mm -hmm. on the wall that mobby had written account on the wall and it's a bunch of uh ten thousands ten thousands was he using those to try to count it seems excessive It, it seems like he was struck by instantaneous madness upon opening the case and he just wrote ten thousand on the wall a bunch of times. I only said that he was trying to add it up, which is goofy. Yes. <laughs> but it's as goofy as anything was, else in this movie. They were like vertical, or at least the, the, the spot know. that they they trying focused in on madness. was vertical. Yeah. Like I said, I I, I I like this movie, but this is one of those spots where even I was like, come on now, what the fuck? And I quote, Denzel says out loud, a 10 with three zeros. <laughs> 
that's how much a mobby costs at the bar. <laughs> Inflation has destroyed her country. Look, one un Jamaica dollar is worth ten and three zeros real Jamaican dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried to make that joke earlier, but you said on Jamaica, and I was like, <laughs> on Jamaica, that's what I'm going to call this country. Oh, <laughs> It's pronounced with an H in this country. <laughs> so Quinn makes a call and finds out there is, in fact, a $10,000 bill. And he takes this info to the spineless governor, puts together that Pater was a part of a conspiracy to wage an anti-communist revolution in Latin America, but they were oh, doing it off it the was. books. Got it. So they were using the $10,000 bills because those bills are still worth money, but they were recalled by the government. So the money is technically unaccounted for. And that's why they had a huh. whole bunch of $10,000 It's the same as like with bills. a $2 bill. If you have um, one, you can't use it at the store. Yeah, you can't use a $2 bill at the store, but if you go to the bank, they have to give you $2. Huh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so... Are you speaking from personal experience? I had an old... There was an old dude I knew who would just give out $2. He'd give out $2 bills because he thought it was cute. And I found out at the bank, like, they they can give you $2. (laughs) So, but now uh, Fred Miller is down there in Jamaica tying up loose ends. And... It's a little weird because it was like in not really an exposition dump, but like somehow Denzel figured all of this out. But I don't want to go back and try and find a specific spot, but somebody mentions some sort of revolution in Latin America earlier in the movie, but mm-hmm. it was really quick and it totally flew over my head. It it was probably when Miller and uh, for, uh, Fat American and the other hitman were talking about it for a split second. It was not long. It's like it was just like oh, if you want the money for your Latin American takeover, and yeah. it was like that was as much as you got. Yeah, but how did Denzel figure that out? How uh, how magic? <laughs> <laughs> the the Obia lady told him a snake whispered it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> he slithered on up. I do like the the I'm in the way line because it's just unhinged. The governor's like, boy, you need to stay out of the way. He's a governor. I am in the way. <laughs> that's right. It's just like, huh? What that the line delivery? That's the best. You want you don't want to do that one again? He said, I am in the way. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Okay, so how did you read that line? Was that him saying they about to kill me next, so I gotta do something? Or no, nah, it's my job to solve this. I kinda like that, yes. But it still was like such an awkward thing to say. Like, it made him sound like not a clever person. <laughs> I, I have a comeback. Actually, that's largely my shtick for this podcast. Is like, I have a thing I want to say that's half-formed. I'm just going to say it anyways. <laughs> I am in the way. <laughs> <laughs> I am the law. <laughs> Arnold, don't want to get in the way. <laughs> I am in the way. <laughs> that's how I heard that. Was that an Arnold joke? I don't know. It's my a, favorite, it's my Denzel's line. Was, uh, yeah. <laughs> he, told the, he told the governor, he's like, I'm a cop, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Fat yeah. American, get to the chopper. Could you imagine if they made this movie and it was 
Arnold instead of Denzel, and they don't explain no shit. different movie, <laughs> almost more believable. And it's weird because it's a parallel Earth that had the country that. Uh, oh, didn't Arnold help start a coup in a South American country? <laughs> Commando. <laughs> This is a few islands over. Look, listen to our Commando episode. It's the most unhinged we've ever been, except maybe the Memento episode. Memento was it. Anyway. (laughs) Back to good vibes. Yeah. (laughs) Absolute chaos. Uh, uh, So so next we get Fred Miller going back to the witch's house alone. Mm -hmm. And... Because uh, he, he tagged along with Denzel when Denzel went the first time. I don't know if we specified that. So he questions her about her niece, Isola, Mobby's girlfriend. And of course, like, she refuses to tell him shit. Because, you know, like we said, her whole energy is, you know, cab. Like, <laughs> Yeah. So why is she going to help this guy if she wouldn't yeah. even help? Like, right. Like, she won't even help Denzel. And she likes Denzel. She just don't like that. He a cop. She like, has reason for shit. She, she like, needs here. Me. You are fat white man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, just audacity. And uh, if they so don't, he, I have this murderous impulse that helps. So, so, uh, he, he ties her up and starts and he, he sets the house on fire. Basically. Like what you going to do now? What you going to do now? Like, and this is a lot. Extreme. I, I love flow in this. Cause She's always like an intense actress, but in this moment, I mean, I guess she had the same thing the whole movie. Fuck you, get out of my face! And even while <laughs> he's setting her house on fire, and she knows she's about to die, what does she do? She just curses him. <laughs> she's the witch. She's like, "I'm, I'm gonna fucking yeah. kill you." And he's like, "Uh, what if you die first? Then I'm gonna kill you when I'm dead." <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. He takes a lighter, probably the same lighter he used when he killed the hitman. But he takes the same lighter as Memento and lights her her drapes on fire. Then takes a broom and sticks it in the spokes of her wheelchair so and then removes her whole ass head wrap and then uses it to tie her to the chair. Like, bro, and he's, he's like, like, it's, <laughs> you just set my fucking house on fire. Like, like, like why am I going to tell you anything now? It's like, you, if you don't tell me what I want to know, you'll die. Yeah. I already like, set up the death part. So just set my house on fire. It's going to all burn down. It's like, you're going to die. It's like, Dude, oh, you're doing the process wrong. You warn them. Mm-hmm. And then if things aren't going well, you, you threaten it some more. He just was like, the house is on fire. What you going to do when stone cold <laughs> runs wild on you? <laughs> uh, so there, there was one part that I wanted to, to bring up real fast because I think it's before this, but did you talk about Isola? meeting with quinn at the church was that i didn't i didn't get into it i just said she was dramatic about how she gave it so like he went to the church she sees him runs out yes runs down to the river and like yeah (laughs) faints i don't know so like he gets it out of her in the uh, river and he's like picking her up by the shoulders and be like tell me where mobby is yeah and she she tells him and like that's when, like, it was a good, like, two or three minutes when the rest of the church comes out to see what was going on. <laughs> they, they'll get around to it. They're singing hymns. Don't interrupt hymns. <laughs> uh, I, see, the thing is, I was also curious about that, that I was saying, like, makes a movie difficult to talk about just in certain things was that, like, we also had the scene where he went to the club to see his wife perform. 
And yeah. that's when we get, was that when we get the full thing? And then he's like, oh, the song's about me. He's like, oh, the song's not about me. And then he leaves. No, he, he leaves because he still thinks it's about him. He doesn't have the realization. On, well, it, like, he's like, oh, she's like, she's laughing in my face. Yeah. Like, and then it didn't help that, like, everybody knew exactly what she was singing about. So yeah. they're, like, slapping on the shoulders and laughing and shit. And, like, he he was big mad because he's embarrassed. And he left. So the house burned down. And mm-hmm. as it burns down, him and uh, his sergeant pull up. This is, like, I'm not going to say the cinematography in this movie was amazing. But there was, like, one or two shots that they tried on, right? And this that, was one that of kind them. of crane shot when they're yeah, coming into the fire? Can, it, it, yeah. I think I think it was, it had to be on, like, a line, right? Like, a zip line. So, like, as, they, as they pull up in the jeep and they get out denzel starts or both of them start running down but denzel's clearly like faster than the sergeant but like they're running down the hill and like the camera's sliding and then as it like almost meets up with denzel i guess the cameraman would have to like very gently take it off the line and then he started following denzel run around the house yeah and then it, you can see where the cut happens but then he's uh he runs past like uh, a banana plant baller and then wow. he's with uh a sola because i he guess he, he knew a sola was there so i guess he was running to see if like her and the baby survived so yeah. he ran around the back and she she was hiding around the back because she was there the whole time and i guess she slipped out when the house got on fire you know she's hysterical yeah, yada yada a, she tells consola, consola. uh consola yeah console so <laughs> god damn it <laughs> So she tells him where he can find Mobby finally, because he convinces her that like Mobby's probably the next one to get killed. So you got to tell me where he's at. Does she? Uh, does she say that uh, he's one jump ahead of the law, man? That's all, <laughs> and that's not a joke. Those guys don't appreciate that Mobby's broke. <laughs> he's just Aladdin. He's just a scamp. Like you're right. There, <laughs> Mobby really is Aladdin, except. You know, he never found the genie. He is the magic. But yeah, so Denzel goes never to the gonna spot. Catch <laughs> Denzel goes to the spot by the beach where she tells him, I guess there it was ruins or I don't know. Anyway, ruins. We're just gonna call it that ruins. And like Mobby <laughs> surprises him by dropping from above him and surprises him with a capoeira duel. Because uh, of course, and like this Dude, goes back to nowhere. <laughs> look, this goes back to Denzel saying that Mobby never grew up, so it's just like it's like two boys. It's like, hey, let's fight. <laughs> it's such it's so weirdly timed though, because it's like, hey, somebody could be coming to kill you to take the money. And he's like, no, 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 we're gonna. Scrap. I really had to sit and think about it because this bugged the shit out of me. Like it, it bugged, it bugged me so much that like I had, I paused the movie and I sat and I thought like, why does this feel like, why is this so random? And I remembered that Denzel said that Mobby never grew up. So all the shit he does is just wild ass, like unhinged teenager shit. <laughs> like just, and that's part of why people love him. It's like, oh, it's Mobby. He's... Mobby couldn't have the internet. No. Oh, God, absolutely no. not. Okay, the reason why I wanted to ask about the song, though, is because Quinn gets to hear it a second time. So this is kind of going back. So he goes to another bar and proceeds to play the piano, his own little, he's like singing. I don't remember if it already happened at this point, but okay, yeah, it did. It did. I just completely, yeah. I missed yeah, it. Yeah. So at some part, 
Quinn goes to a bar and like yeah. the girl from the beginning of the movie that was flirting with him is there and overdoing it. He he yeah uh, still he, drunk. Quinn goes straight up to the piano and starts singing a blues song. And yeah, him singing was not what I. It was very weird, but it was also like it was no mo better blues. That Denzel like doesn't usually get to cut loose like that in movies. You don't really see it, so it was weird, mm-hmm. but also like yeah, he's having a good time. That's that's a neat. That's the thing we don't really ever. As long see. as he's having fun. And then, <laughs> but so like the crowd starts like you know vibing along with them, but then the band <laughs> changes the song on them to the to the Mighty Quinn song. His yeah, wife was singing. They mashed him up. Was, like, what are y'all doing? Yeah. He thought him? he thought that they were gonna come up and like accompany yeah. him on guitars. Yeah. Nope, they switched the whole thing around on him. There's so there's a shot in the middle of that where he stops playing piano and he just sits back like fuck this shit. Man, and he he you see him get so mad and then Jax the the flirty girl comes up and starts singing along and at some point he was just like, "You know what? It's cool. <laughs> it's cool." Like, like, <laughs> y'all ain't y'all ain't y'all ain't shit, but let's have fun. Yeah, and like someone comes up and gives him a, I don't know if it was a beer. That was a big bottle. It was but, a that was like uh, a bottle of rum. <laughs> The whole ad, he left the bar with two bottles of rum. Two bottles of rum, yeah, and like, but he he when he hands him the the rum, like you see Denzel like realize what's happening, and it was like I shouldn't be so uptight, and he takes it all in, and he starts having a good time too and singing along, even though the song makes fun of him. Well, she told him to. She like, and you know, says like, no, sit down, relax. She yeah. sings it, but she sings it in a different inflection that's like hey I, I uh, this guy's sing. a hard ass i think that's it too <laughs> but he gives it enough patience and listens to it to no, be like right. oh, okay they're not like it's not a song against me it's just like acknowledging my place within the community i guess and he comes to accept it more yeah and he it's just not gets hammered. totally disrespectful and you as the audience see like sees it too because definitely the first time i heard it i was like oh that's fucked up Charlie ralph Goddamn. Uh, and then the second time, I was like, <laughs> just fucking around with them. It's cool. It's not a big deal. Just laugh with them. And he does. And then, so this is what I want to say about the song. The verses are talking about how cool Mobby is and kind of low-key insults Quinn a bit. But the hook talks about, like, literally, that's it calls him the Mighty Quinn. Yeah. And it, you know, bigs him up. And there's like... This is what I'm trying to say. In Denzel, there are two wolves. <laughs> like both of them there, are furries. There's and they're cop both kissing. Denzel, <laughs> and then <laughs> there's there's cop Denzel, this hard ass that like he's become. But there's also like the boy that grew up in this community that's just you know chill like everybody else, and is Mobby's best friend. And the community sees him both ways. And he has this moment where he kind of like recognizes it, and that and it and that's kind of his struggle. It's like, do I be the asshole cop and do my job slash listen to what the governor and do what the governor wants me to do and back off so I'm not doing my job, or do I really fight to save Mobby, who I've known since I was a kid and know that he's not this person that they're making him out to be? Like, what do I? Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I think it's fair. And I think that it does tell that story well enough, but it does feel like it's trying to give everything equal amounts of playtime. You know oh, what no, I mean? No, for sure. But like, like, if they push it more into it, one thing, they and do then emphasize with the, other. the song more like, cause the yeah. movie does it too. Like mm-hmm. that's why you get like where it's a, it's a, a, a mystery thriller, a crime thriller. Nah, we just hanging out on the Island. Good vibes and on. Yeah. And it kind of flips back and forth. And like, especially in when you're focused, it's almost all the scenes are focused on Denzel, but like the scenes that are focused on Denzel are more copy. And then anything with Mobby or anytime you're, you get a lot of somebody else from the Island, it's mm-hmm. you, those are usually the more chill, goofy scenes. Mm-hmm. And when they interact with each other and like, as the movie goes on, Denzel kind of loosens up more and more. So I, there's frozen. something there. I don't know if it works a bit because no, no, know, it still I, I, I understand it, it. but it, it's there. It's it just, I don't know if they stuck that landing. I, I think they kind of beat you over the head with it because every time it's mentioned him around Mavi, he's very protective about him. So it, it never, never waffles on that. There was one scene though. Well, it's not one. It's basically just in the long line of scenes between their interactions uh, Malby is constantly getting the better of Quinn. And I'm talking about setting up the Capoeira fight. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. After, after he leaves the bar, Quinn has two bottles of presumably just high percentage alcohol. He's walking <laughs> around with his overshirt in his arm. And Hold then on, pause real quick, pause. The, yeah. The, did y'all see the, the meme coming? The, the, the gif? Oh, no. Oh, dear. What did I walk into? No, the, the, the gif of Denzel turning around making that face. The drunk Denzel oh. face. Oh, Dude, that, was, that was the that's one of the worst things I've ever seen. I don't know, see that again. Never. And I saw it during the movie. I'm like, God damn it. Um, Did you, I will say, though, I, I purposely that, didn't tell y'all where yeah. it was from or that, that it was going to be in this movie. I was like, I hope no. you catch it. If you could not tell that it was going to be in this movie. You need to get your eyes checked. He's wearing the exact same shirt. He's got the exact same face, exact same level of smugness. Because there's something throughout the entire movie where he's just like, you you know that Denzel, you know he fucks. You know what I mean? Like he's looking at every lady the same way with the bedroom eyes. He looked at he looked at Auntie that way in the beginning. He looked at uh that white lady that he also never did it. They didn't explore anything. Side with, uh, Rogers there, character. there was a scene between them, but they cut uh, it because it that's pissed what it the seems black like. women off and it pissed the yep. white men off. So yep. they were like, there's too many people getting pissed off. Let's cut it. Just super awkward. But anyways, so uh, he's leaving the bar. A car approaches him. It's raining. It gets super duper close to him. Like, like you think it's going to be a fight or something. Uh, it's the mayor's car and Moby's driving. Yeah. And, they never, and then they go like have an they, argument. And then handcuffed to each other. I guess and they have to talk. How they get out of the handcuffs? That's part of all of that whole sequence is another yep. like the magic of Mobby moment. Yeah, like, yeah. Where he had an the, encounter with he a stole the governor's car Mobi. and they never address it. <laughs> they never, they never address it. They they get handcuffed to each other and then the next morning Denzel wakes up on the beach and Mobby's out of the handcuffs and gone. Yeah. And then and Denzel just, shouts at the sky. He says, "Thwart it again! <laughs> I'll get you next time. I'll be next time." <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Every single interaction they've had, Malby's gotten the better 
of incredibly so every single time. So it's like we got to low ball him a win. Let's have a poorly edited Capoeira fight in the middle of nowhere. But once again, the 80s action, like you, you clearly see that there are other people doing these movements. They they could have set up one of those guys to also do the accent for Robert Townsend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just him dubbed. He's the only person that's dubbed in the movie. <laughs> I liked all the lines except for his and the director, who's a white guy, just dubbed himself. Well, he, he couldn't tell the, <laughs> the difference. best to make an accent. <laughs> so anyways, uh, now we finally get Mobby's side of the story. And like Denzel already put together that Isola and what we assume was Mobby's baby is actually Isola and Donald Pater's baby. Mobby mm-hmm. went to sneak in the Ubu Pearl the Witch, uh, the witch's house to see Isola, but she wasn't there. But Ubu caught him and Ubu tells him yeah, that she went to Pater to confront him about, about getting her niece pregnant. And Mr. Elgin Weiss had, had uh, implied that Pater like the local girls before, remember? Yeah. But uh, Pater said, fuck you, old lady. So she told him she's going to put a spell on him. Uh, but the spell didn't work. <laughs> and I hate Isola, it when that happens. <laughs> and Isola lost the hotel job that she had. And uh, so Ubu Pearl told her to go leave one of the snakes, Pater. And that's where she'd gone off to and why like she's not home right now. Like, so, God damn. Mobby, like, oh shit, like, I don't want, like, I love my girlfriend. I don't want her to get caught up in anything. So he drove up to go stop her or something, right? Uh, but when he got there, Pater was already dead. The suitcase with the money was open on the bed. And so to make it look like something else, he cut off Pater's head with the dagger that he got from Mrs. Elgin, uh, his uh, Jody call. <laughs> and he. <sighs> put everything in the hot tub so the snake bite wouldn't look so obvious like he hoped that like the skin would boil enough to like i guess close up or cover it up or whatever it's so much like (laughs) where did he chop the body up and furthermore they were very glib for being the chief of police talking with the person who just desecrated a dead body like uh, it's a lot. He probably chopped it up in the tub then turned the tub on i mean blood splatter dude have you never watched uh ncis no, I mean, if he was dead for a little bit, it wasn't a splatter. I, I don't. How sharp was the dagger? It just seems like so much to cover up something else. Magic yeah. Mobby. The magic just, of Mobby. Why? Why not? You know, spitball in here. Why not get Isola away from the island? Because they didn't had care. Can you have a boat? They don't care that much. Uh, but yeah, he did all that to protect Isola. And... Way back on the other <laughs> end, back at the final capoeira. <laughs> But, yes sorry sorry we're this is a really long tangent so i'm sorry I oh no but it, it was a missing piece so oh uh, it makes sense so yeah he he beats him in in capoeira they have a bonding moment moby tells the chief of police that he just hacked to 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 pieces a uh, dead body to mm-hmm. save his girlfriend when i mean he could have probably just used the machete to chop the chunk of flesh out of the neck or wherever the snake bit just saying, went a little hard. Didn't have to chop the whole body. Just working out some aggression. A little, little much. Yeah. He's committed. He's relaxed, but he's committed to a job. Look, I'm going to defend Mobby. Not saying I've done anything like this. <laughs> but I plan to. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, <sighs> I can see how chopping somebody head off would completely throw him off the scent of a snake bite. I'm, I'm just. Yeah. No, no, no. 
That's fine. I thought he chopped up the whole body. So like torsos, limbs, head. Was I missing that? Look, I don't know if it was ever really clear. I can't say it's just for sure. So I don't extra. know. Absolutely. So Mobby says he's going to go get the money. And mm-hmm. Denzel, like, here's a helicopter. And he goes out onto the beach. And of course, it's Fred Miller in the helicopter. Now, oh, Fat American. Fat American in the helicopter. So how did he find out where they were going? We don't know. I, the best guess I have is he followed uh, Denzel I, there, but you would have he would have heard the helicopter following him. I know? feel like the suggestion was that he got it out of Ubu and still let her burn alive. Oh, I guess that's a possibility. Like he's just that bad a dude. Of course, I think uh, the island is pretty small, and he just said fuck <laughs> it and got a helicopter pilot to fly him around until <laughs> he saw them. It's it's the size of Edo, Japan. <laughs> in feudal areas it's actually just two square miles you just have to like, run into him yeah so, oh, there there there's a hopscotch and a jump through a jungle the helicopter pilot is like let's see some guys capoeira fighting yeah. that's them <laughs> dude i dude hilarious that it's a fat american arriving in a helicopter with an uzi <laughs> we're just, we just gonna hit every single pin on the head it's so funny and of course it's like I mean, I don't know my helicopters, but it definitely looked like the Vietnam helicopter. Like, anyway, or maybe all helicopters look like Vietnam. <laughs> I don't know. Shut up, Tiffron. Uh, so, Mavi pops up on top of the room, <laughs> and uh, he has the money in a in a bag, and he just starts like throwing the money out. And Fred Miller gets distracted, and yeah. that's when that's the third Capoeira moment when Denzel like kicks the gun out of his hand. But then yeah. he just picks it back up. It is so underwhelming. Yeah, he just picks it back up. Like, I thought he was about to beat this dude's ass, and he just picks it back up and was like, don't be a hero. And he starts shooting at uh, at Mobby, and Mobby starts to run, and he drops the bag. It was it, it was the most underwhelming action <laughs> moment in a movie that intended it to be serious, because it seemed like something a 12-year-old would do. Yeah. And then, like, they just hit him with the butt of the gun anyways. Look, like, I know, like, they had, like, the helicopter, and they have to have this big moment but I thought before the big moment, we'd at least get like Quinn and Mobby teaming up, best friends their whole life, yeah. beating the shit out of a fat American. And then he like it's a, it's know, a Michael he Bay tries movie. to run away on the helicopter. Yeah. Or I don't know. But like there could have been a really cool team up with just like, think about uh like Bucky and Cat beating the shit out of Tony. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway. Hidden strike. <laughs> that didn't happen. Fred Miller just... <laughs> Fred Miller just gets he, he calls the helicopter back over he gets in and he goes to take off and what happens for some fucking reason Mobby comes running out I haven't yeah. figured this out I know I've been defending Mobby this whole movie but for some reason Mobby comes running out and he jumps onto the bottom of the helicopter what do you call that the legs the feet the landing sure. gear skids Skids, the yeah, skids? they had him on that big truck with um, the jet and engine, too. Strike. So, <laughs> serve the same purpose. So, yeah, so now the, the helicopter's flying away. Mobby's hanging. Fred Miller looks out the window and sees, the, like, the, the shadow of the helicopter over the water and sees that there's a shadow of a man hanging from it. He looks out, sees Mobby, pulls out his Uzi, and shoots at him. And we just see Mobby fall from the helicopter into the ocean. Well, I hope he's okay. <laughs> immediately after the pilot starts convulsing because we see there was a snake in the bag of money Uh, (laughs) 
So Chekhov's gun. <laughs> again. So Fred Miller tries to grab control of the helicopter, and the best he can is weird because like he had a stick too, but maybe he doesn't know how to. So he was grabbing this dude's stick. He had a stick. <laughs> Both were go. And it, <laughs> so it didn't quite work out. And the helicopter flies back to the beach. To talk with him. <laughs> flies back towards the beach and crashes into the the ruins that they were at. And he's dead now. Big explosion. That's the budget for the whole movie. <laughs> Do you think that I was trying to figure this out? Mobby put the snake in right before. No, like. Or was the snake always in the bag? I don't think the snake was the always, snake in, was the always in the bag. I feel like Mobby might have like planned the snake, but I don't know why he would have. I think because... he brought the snake along in case like someone's about to come take the bag, and then someone did come along like to a take security the bag, snake. And <laughs> this is my emotional support snake. <laughs> he, he had the snake. If you. If you're trying to keep your things safe, come to Jamaica Snakes. We have all the snakes to keep your house secure. Copperheads, cobras, green snakes, black mambas. (laughs) All your snake needs. (laughs) Yeah, so I think he he put it in at the last minute, but he had it like as a contingency. But he could, I don't know. I feel like if the snake was in the bag the whole time, he would have gotten bit. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Anyway. This is this doesn't matter. Well, yeah, I don't know. It it depends on how much credit you want to give Moby, and Moby is supposed to be like Look, this, it's like it's the magic of Moby, mythical being. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. did he plan for this? Uh, but if that's the case, why wouldn't he have let helicopter go off by its own? If he put the snake in there for you're if right. they take it. So you're right. So that that was the only thing that didn't make any sense because part of it was like, okay, you know, he grew up poor. He finally mm-hmm. got his big break with the money, and he didn't want to let it go. But also, like, what you think was going to happen, bro? Like, he's, he he immediately regretted it, too. Like, once he got high enough, like, Denzel was like, let go, man, you're crazy. And then it was like, oh, like, shit. Uh, and then he was just, what do I do like, now? No, that was too good. Walk it back. I done, I done an, I did a oops. Um, I think this, I think the snake was part of Ubu's curse. Okay. Hmm. I don't, I don't think that he knew about it because it seemed like he was getting back on the plane to get the money back. You're right. You, I didn't think of this. So Ubu probably okay. had the last laugh. Yeah. Ah. She's laughing in hell now. She's laughing with angels. She, she, because she cursed him. She said, "Because yeah, I, I kill you." Look, look. She's like, he said, "Well, what if you, what, you, what if you die what first? If you die first? Like, I'll kill you yeah. when I'm dead." And that was yep. that was the snake. That she was the snake. She she put a bullet in Chekhov's gun. She's like, uh huh. Try it. Just spins the chamber. <laughs> so was this a good movie? No. <laughs> <laughs> That was I shit. told you, I can grade it on it being a cultural touchstone, or I can grade it on being a movie. And you told me, Brendan, tell me what you think of it as a movie. She was Chekhov Snake. <laughs> snag. Chekhov Snag. Oh, man. Oh, man. So next, we see uh, after the fireball, <laughs> we see Denzel show up at home, actual home. Not Oh, my God. This was family. the worst not not the because he's been sleeping in a in a cell in the police yeah. station next, next to the drunk to... take <laughs> he's doing a lot of andy griffith stuff now that i think about it. look they said they said we uh denzel hasn't been sexy enough in this movie so Oof. he has to show up home uh, in the rain looking real Kelly sad in the background <laughs> and his shirt's unbuttoned 
like this is peak Denzel too, right? Like, like this is this is between 1986 and 2007, where every black woman in the world was in love with Denzel because he's a gorgeous man. And like in this movie, he was wearing these tight khakis, and his, and they always did all these like shots huh, from behind whole... so you can see his behind. And like they're like, look, women <laughs> are going to love this movie. And you know what? We didn't put enough of sexy Denzel moments, so why not we just end it with him wet <laughs> and not topless but he had his shirt but he was anyway he was wet and his shirt was open and like cheryl lee ralph sees this she meets the demographic and is just like you know what i know she didn't say none of this but you could see it in her eyes acting she's like holy <laughs> shit it's denzel here he is soaking wet double cheeked up on a tuesday you know what i don't care that twist our marriage arm. is falling apart i need you right now <laughs> dude and it was so it was so awkward uh because afterwards her, her son just comes over and sees both of her parents lying naked in a bed and he just like thumbs up and <laughs> thumbs winks up. at his mom and he takes off smiling like that is the worst thing ever <laughs> hey, hey, i'm gonna go to school now when when you phrase it like that, it is a little weird. But he's just so—he's happy. His parents I get are it. back together. His daddy's home. I get the also, intent. I get the intent. But also, uh, not right. It's a weird way to do it. And she's just like, shh. He's sleeping, and they're like, just kind of like entwined post-coitus. He saw him come home the night before too, so it's even yeah. weirder because he knows what just happened. He's—he's he, old enough. He saw him come home, yeah, he all wet, and his and his mom was all like, "Oh my!" And then the next morning, he checks up and is like, <laughs> "Yeah, <laughs> fun night, mom." There's uh, uh, Chekhov's son. Uh, the whole time, <laughs> the whole time, uh, this was a plan that he and his mom struck up to get Mobby uh, murdered and them back with uh, Quint. Look. See, it is a family movie. <laughs> it's been a, the whole thing's been a giant scam. They killed everyone who died. I appreciate <laughs> it because in the next scene, you see him and his son uh, walking the beach together. Oh, He's like, "Tell me about your friend Mavi." <laughs> Tell me about Mavi, Papa. Yeah, <laughs> and he like, was a dick. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for another fucking song. I swear to God. <laughs> Instead of camera pans up the beach as he tells his story or whatever, and you see some footprints in the sand coming out of the ocean, and it leads to a rock with a ten thousand dollar bill under it. Wait, so did Mobby ever die? Dun, dun, dun. No, it's seriously, because if the he magic was of Mobby, exactly. If if he was always supposed to be like a mythical figure, cryptid almost, they never showed a funeral. They yeah. just. They, implied they, that he was never they did around. not have the budget to show us anything else. Yeah, they, they spent it on the helicopter crash. Like, guys, we've got to wrap this up in like two days. We never see the bullets go into the body. We just see him exactly. fall from. We see it from Denzel's perspective, him fall from the helicopter. Hey, Dad, uh, how come there's only one set of footprints, Dad? Well, there was two until Marby carry you. <laughs> this is an allegory for god is, is moby god the magic of moby my god moby he cast us out of his paradise <laughs> so that's the movie I, I think i threw in all all the trivia along the way but the one thing i don't think i mentioned was so bob dylan we know bob dylan wrote the song the mighty quinn that they named the movie after the book was was named something different, 
but yeah uh bob dylan saw a billboard for the movie and then he went to the movies and saw it and when interviewed later on uh someone eventually asked him about it and he said that when he wrote the song the mighty quinn he pictured mighty quinn as denzel is that bullshit we'll never know Hmm. but he liked the movie he thought it was a good movie he liked the movie aka he remembered it happened so all right fun time uh favorite scene do the credits count dang (laughs) (laughs) um okay so there were a lot of really just amusing scenes and it felt like this movie occupied the same space that like a three ninjas or no, no, no a surf ninjas surf specifically ninjas. would. Have. Oh my goodness. We, we had to make up a place to make it seem exotic. We didn't really want to touch on anything. Everything seems to not be enough of anything to tell the story. But um, there are a lot of like, like seeing Denzel Washington sing at a piano was one of the weirdest fucking things. It was very odd. Um, everything felt so weird that like, I don't have a favorite scene, but sure. There were scenes in there that were, pretty pretty amusing to watch i feel like i liked the initial scene of them having to face off after they almost wrecked but it was the anticipation of like what this interaction was going to be like yeah it wasn't and a then good it, shot it, and it, it, it wasn't well fell flat yeah it, it was just like oh there's a lot of anticipation to like what's coming next and it just like dang it is this gonna be how the movie is because yes damn. <laughs> they really they really set the pace for the entire I guess movie the wedding, scene scene. Was, the wedding scene was kind of cool it it did set up a lot of high expectations but yeah it did it really did it failed to deliver on those. just watch this first scene it had a lot of fun scenes i'll say that oh shoot i don't think you, i don't know if you said anything i just remembered the actual is in my notes actual scene i really did like what's that uh he's been out investigating and he's on his way back to the police station to like go to sleep and he sees the the thirsty lady coming out of the jail and he slips to the side of the jail and totally pulls a like a a crunk up next to the building yeah yeah yeah, hides from her (laughs) and hides till she locks off and goes inside because he wasn't into it (laughs) like he maintains he was not really into it like he he clearly acts like oh yeah you know i would and then once she's gone he's just like practically that cartoon thing where you wipe your brow and whistle yeah. all right uh you got one run I, I don't have a specific scene i'm sorry mm-hmm. Every, okay. all, all of them were just so ridiculous that it, <laughs> it was it was hard to understand how they were all strung together i i will it's, not it's an amusing watch how about that I, I refuse to go into the normal rating system because it would be I, it would be rude i'm gonna say the weirder thing i feel like there's a lot of potential in this movie that was wasted <laughs> Could you just do a fan edit of this movie? Is that po- you think there's enough meat to play with to maybe? edit it into like a better movie? I think so. You'd probably lose some time of just shit or something you'd have that to, didn't you'd need you'd to be. Sacrifice a lot of stuff. I, I don't know. I I feel like there could be that could be an interesting project for anybody that uh, actually knows how to. Edit Singapore movie. fan edit this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I asked you guys? I apologize. <laughs> they, they, no, they they fell off last week. They're not listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get back on the stick. Come back to us and give us a fan edit. In Quebec, I have a special important mission for you. <laughs> All right, favorite oh, character. And uh, which one Tiff, you? did you actually have a favorite scene? Oh, character. Wait, did you have a scene? Wait, wait, wait. I did. I forgot, y'all. I, 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 you were all over the place. Go ahead. 
<laughs> chaos. Honestly, <laughs> it, <laughs> wait, did I? <laughs> it it's not a specific scene, but I enjoyed both of the wife argument parts and both of the Mobby and Denzel parts. Uh, like the <laughs> them them on the mountain, and you see just like you don't know what okay. the hell is going on there, and then at the end when he finally explains everything. And like Denzel has this look of like, man, why didn't you just tell me from the jump? <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. I'm your friend. But like, I guess that's part of it is like, Mobby doesn't know if he's his friend. Like at some point in the movie, they, he leaves a picture of them as children in the window. And like the drunk <laughs> wakes him up and was like, Hey, somebody left something for you. It was like a, Hey, remember we're friends. Don't come after me. <laughs> like kind of thing. So I get it. But despite Robert Townsend's accent, like him talking to Denzel was just super genuine and Denzel and Shirley Ralph, like, especially when they were flirting at first and then it turned into an argument. I don't know. That felt really genuine and cute to see, even though it was like, Oh no, like, you know, husband and wife fighting, but like it went from, <sighs> Oh, this is cute to God damn it. Like, <laughs> and both of them, you know, acted it really. Yeah. Well. It rolled right into that in a way that was possibly some of the best acting in the movie. Yeah, those those that part for me was the best uh, in acting wise. And I I like the weirdness of the movie. I think a great I, example of what it could have been was think like Pineapple Express like the comedy action thriller. That would be if they actually chose to do any one thing more than they did, but it felt like they were trying well, to walk a very specific balance. Yeah, it it was it they were trying to be easygoing while still doing a thriller, which is funny because this is the first Denzel thriller and that became I, a whole thing eventually. But I yeah. think that's what makes it camp because they can't build on the suspense that's mm-hmm. indicative of a thriller if nobody gives a shit. If everybody's drinking Malbys all the time, yeah, who's gonna get anything fucking done? And why is it that like why is he so much more different than Malby? Yeah, it's like like why is he such a hard ass? And why is he like the collective pursuit of justice for the entire island? Because nobody gives a shit. No one cared. So and don't get me wrong. It's a rich white dude who uh, had a taste I for mean, local young women. That's how these you things happen, care. right? Like the the two friends on different side of the train tracks thing, which I'm totally fine with. I love that kind of you know development. They, 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 they didn't really explain it on Denzel's end, though. Just that he, he they don't, was trained. They by also the don't FBI. explain why I should care that this guy was murdered. You know what I mean? It's not that it's going to bring a lot of people to the island that are going to try to hurt locals or something. They could have yeah, set up you more threats. You're not really saving everyone by making this work. It's just no. You huh? just solved a crime. Good for well, you. You saved Mobby. He was saving his friend. But Mobby still died. He cleared his name. Sure. And <laughs> I feel like they could have. They could have interwoven more conversations with Malby explaining the situation instead of doing an info dump two minutes before the end. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That also would have helped me care more about Moby's part. Moby? Malby. <laughs> Malby. Malby's part. <laughs> it's a bald white man. <laughs> <laughs> now nobody cares about his play. <laughs> Didn't know Malby so, yeah. had a yeah. session with Natalie Portman. Anyway. 
we that's Ugh. a whole other and, uh, so oh. like <laughs> i can oh, like for somebody who used to watch camp movies like all the time just because i could yes watch it it's fun it's it's campy you know what i mean don't expect a lot yeah do not but go in expecting talking about grading as a movie Dude, please don't go and don't don't go in expecting movie. a typical movie. So this is what That's it kind of reminds like, me of. You keep expecting that. I was trying to yeah. think of how to like make this metaphor or comparison work the whole time, but I I can't. So I'm just gonna say the words, and if you figure it out, you figure it out. It felt like an a slice of life anime with bits of thriller thrown in, and I think that's what they were going for. Not that saying that they knew what the fuck anime was uh yeah. in 1989 but like no they do that, they that do. vibe is what they were going for it while kind still of, being i kind of see that it it might not work it it's like several me, different animes like, though no it and it and uh it's something like i said it seems like there's so many good bones in here that just don't fit yeah. It could just be that the the mood that they were going for didn't kind of two opposite mesh. things. Yeah, here here's the idea: yeah. remake of the movie. You're spoofing the entire movie. Plot twist, plot twist. Yeah, you don't do anything different. <laughs> <laughs> people this people watch the people watch the movie and they go, "Oh, this is a spoof of the original movie. I should go see the movie." And they go see the this is a shot for shot remake. What the fuck? <laughs> It's like, gotcha, fuckers. Uh, <laughs> a shot for shot that, remake? What in the hell? <laughs> that even though I like the movie, on a technical level, all of your points are valid, I understand. Uh, and I think part of the reason why it's like so beloved is because like the island, the, yeah. the unnamed island, was a character, and the community yes. was a character in the movie. So, like, that's why it meshed well in the Caribbean. Also, I think this might be the first big movie that came out since The Harder They Come. And, like, not only did it have international appeal, it had international stars because they brought in Denzel and Robert Townsend in 1989. Mm. I know that was the talk of the whole island. That was the talk of the whole Caribbean. Like, hey, we got a Denzel movie. I mean, he wasn't Denzel yet. You know, this is kind of... He was getting there. He was getting there. He was getting there. So they, they still would have known who he was and they knew that they're making a big, big budget. I don't know. I don't know what the budget is. A big movie for for that, you know. They would have been like the opposite of people here in Wilmington. Movies get filmed here in such frequency sometimes that people would just literally be like, what the fuck? They got Front Street blocked off again. Who the fuck is down here? Oh, it's Spike Lee. <laughs> fuck his ass. <laughs> I'm so try- uh... I'm trying to get a Front Street. But yeah, back then, Decent budget, getting people in town involved, probably uh, all of the crew eating at local restaurants, bringing up the amount of, you know, traffic uh, at some places. Yeah, as a, as a camp cultural touchstone, I can acknowledge it and accept it and then just just people watch it. Why not? You get like some more perspective as a movie because it, it does feel like it does feel like a slice of life beach episode for like four different animes. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, what about that murder case? Oh, we'll get back to it. We're having a beach day. So, yeah, as a movie, uh, as like, you know, Touchstone. Yeah, why not? All right. We kind of already started, but uh, what's your official ratings? Y'all go. Um, I'm a, I can't. I'm so I can't, weird. I can't give it a rating. I can't say this is one out of 10 stores because I'm not looking at a movie right now. Tefran, um, you might as well like roll it up. See what yeah. you got. Let's hear. Let's hear your ten out of ten life changing. 
right. Uh, I. I gave this seven stars, meaning it's a good movie. <laughs> uh, I would I would buy the DVD, even if it was worse to me. Even if I liked it less, is what I'm saying. I would still buy the DVD just to have it for the cultural significance. But okay, also Denzel Washington is the greatest actor alive, and like I said, that's a whole other podcast. Like literally, it's another podcast just about how great Denzel is. Um, so I don't got to get into that, but. I would buy the DVD just off of those points alone, but I actually genuinely like it, even if it's goofy. And I, once again, I'm standing alone on this island, but that's where I stand. And y'all just not. I don't feel like it was a full on hate watch. I just, no, I just no. remember seeing this as a kid and being confused and then seeing it as an adult and being like, well, nothing changed. Okay, cool. <laughs> I think that's the difference between uh, watching Hidden Strike and watching this. Hidden Strike, I was getting increasingly more angry that the movie <laughs> was even greenlit. Uh, oh. Watching watching the Mighty Quinn was just like this is just an odd experience. You could you know? tell Hidden Strike, everybody but Cena was in it for the money, and you could tell with this, everybody was enjoying themselves. Right? I, uh-huh. I could see that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, it's a good thing they didn't give them any acting direction, like just all the extras and be like, hey, be broody, gritty. It's just like, nah, dude, no, nah, we're just here for the vibes. And <laughs> like, that's the whole movie. Everyone's there for the vibes. All right. Well, on that note, plugs. Uh, uh, same old, same old, except I got a blue sky now. I think I brought that up. Uh, DD Sluggers, blue sky, DD Sluggers, threads. DD Sluggers, MySpace, it's all it's all the same. Come by and see me do bad three six mafia memes, and uh, sometimes I put out music. Still, I'm I'm still technically going to put out an EP by the end of the year, but nothing to the scope of which I had planned for reasons. But still, because I just I just miss doing it, and I probably haven't haven't done a good one in a while. Um, yeah, we're we're just power bummer everywhere. All one word, loud, fast, sad. That's pretty much it. Um. It's me and my wife. Uh, we just do uh, stickers, screen prints, shirts, etc. cetera. Uh, she's the power. I'm the bummer. Um, uh, like yeah. That. Yeah. You know, just we keep them busy doing stuff on the side. Find us anywhere. Come say hi. All right. <laughs> do I keep the, the Twitter bit going? Sure. Uh, <laughs> SGBK podcast on X Twitter, even though we're actively telling you not to use X Twitter. Because literally every time we record this episode, there's something else to laugh about because the Musk man done yeah. did some did, other shit. Did we go over the block button last time or was that new? I can't remember. Oh, I think we mentioned that. Okay. Um, aside from that, they, they put a nice uh, texture on their button as well. So now it's like a nice transparency Photoshop. They're, they're, they're blocking uh, or they're throttling, not blocking, they're throttling websites that have criticized them. So, oh yeah, they got uh, called out for that. Uh, they're changing the way hyperlinks work. You can't see the site that it goes to anymore; just the picture and oh, the main that's, line. That's the new thing that yeah. makes no fucking sense. It's just like so. So I can just I just go to a fucking like uh, fishing site now. Thanks. Like I just click fishing shit because I thought this was a real article. Good job, guys. Yeah. Tim speaking from personal but, experience. Yeah, no, but, like like that shit's <laughs> real easy to fucking do. Oh yeah, it's not yeah. labeled right. <laughs> And now every now everybody over like fifty years old is going to be like, I don't understand why I have so many viruses. I'll tell you why. Twitter. Yep. 
I I need to set up podcast accounts and shit like that. But you can follow me personally, I guess, on Blue Sky. Uh, what else do I have? I don't know. Um, <laughs> you can at, show up at his house letterbox, in letterbox. without a warrant. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I got snakes. Don't do it. I'll curse you. <laughs> uh, uh, at Tifron at Letterbox and Blue Sky. All right, and. <laughs> But one last thing. Oh no, it's not bad. It's there's a sequel. I'm going to remind y'all to like, subscribe, share, uh, yell at us online, all of that. It helps us out. Thank you for listening, and join us next week on our last uh, <laughs> come back part of our Benzel mini series. We're going to do Man on Fire. Right on. That too. All right. Bye. Later. Y'all take care.